is going on a welcome back to the first monday of 2023 oh my god i hope you guys had an amazing i mean an amazing new year's normally i do a lot of decluttering meaning i clean up i throw away things i rearrange things knowing that this year is a new me and i'm going to create my environment in a way where I uh, wake up a little bit differently every single day. That's kind of what I do for New Year's. I do not go into the next New Year drunk and out of control anymore like I used to do, uh, practically never. But about 12 years ago, I guess you could say, or maybe, no, yeah, Australia 2011, yeah, whatever. But uh, in saying that, it's time, okay, to become more capable and strong, compassionate, Able every day to summon the best of who you are, to grow, to serve, to make a difference. And just knowing that it's the first Monday of the year, lots of people are probably struggling right now. <laughs> yes, because a lot of people just don't know what their goals are, you know? Or if they do know, they feel overwhelmed by what determines them and how to achieve them. And that's okay. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't know your goals and you're like, I don't know my purpose, goals, habits, clear, you're just unclear, the uncertainty, whatever it may be, that's just a sign that you, yes, you are the final goal. It's time for you to care for you, to strengthen you, to build up your internal world, to find your real safe, your real self, okay, to free yourself, to get you, to understand you. To bring forth that power professionally and personally, despite all the external things, whether you're working at an international company or whether you are learning and studying and doing whatever it is you do, or despite the KPIs in terms of sales or the OKRs or specific SMART goals, blah, 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 blah. This is a sign to generate right now more self-awareness and that personal power. I love PP, personal power. And it's time for you to look deep within yourself and to spend time on yourself. And what that's going to do, it's going to help clear away all those weeds, the bushes, which are basically, you know, confusion. And so sometimes then everything clears and we could find and see the fields of opportunities and understanding that, hey, don't be too hard on yourself. You don't, if you don't know exactly what you should be doing, the reality is not more for many people right? The most crucial task for many is to forge more life into their days. It's not about the to-dos and more things. Maybe it's the more, maybe the less. You create a new space in your life to go for a walk a little bit more and to work out, to build that habit, to sleep better, to love more, to read more frequently, to talk, to share, to be more vulnerable to other people, to dream it's not always about more. Maybe it's about less in the fundamentals if you don't know all these ambitions. But other people do. Who gives a damn? Number one. Number two, you got to take it easy. It's a sign that it's time for you to work on yourself. And that way you will create higher levels of ambition. And to be honest with you, it's 2023. And I remember I was, I was writing this this morning and I said, my goodness, I remember at the beginning of 2020, I was just as lost as anyone else. And when I, and now three years later, I'm en route to get literally married this year. 
this would have never happened if I didn't work on myself because I would have scared her away just as I've scared away all the others that came just before her. In 2020, I ended up doing the internal work, the all the different things, the transformation coaching, the life coaching, the healing sessions between April and about the end of July. And then I came out of that in August was an explosion of 2020 because I cut loose work companions. I, cu I cut loose a lot of people at the beginning of July. I cut loose friends and old baggage and weight that was hanging on to me. And so that was the internal work. And also, no matter the goals, life is pretty much determined by a few things. Like It's like that sense of aliveness that you have, the deeper connections that you create with people, and the meaningful pursuits. And we all want that growth. We all want that freedom. And getting more freedom, such as personal autonomy, not having to work for others, or building up something bigger than you, or abundance. And when we seek to have these things, life becomes a matter of whether or not we are speaking well of ourselves and to ourselves. And that is divided into these eight phases that I have for you today, because we're going to talk about self-talk. All right. No matter you complete this today, next week, next month, next year, next half decade, decade, whatever it may be, your life is determined by what's going on in your head. And so number one is I am. If you're always completing this with a negative statement, I'm too dumb. I'm too unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm black. That's what I would always say to myself between 2013 and 2018. Nobody will ever hire a black teacher in Bangkok. Thai women hate black men. That's all negative connotation. You know, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be able to get out of this situation. I'm evil. I'm awful. The negative sentiment or label, that's how life turns out, right? Our esteem plummets, and then we just stop seeking we don't learn as much. We don't stretch. We're not building up those competencies, those skills, those abilities, the languages, whatever it may be. We end up being discouraged and we progress a hell of a lot less. But when we say, oh, I'm strong, I'm lovable, I'm capable, I'm ready, I'm willing, I'm hopeful, I'm faithful, I'm empowered. When we say these positive things, that can change our esteem, how we feel and sense for most people. It's unconscious. The more you do this work, the more you realize self-talk is either lifting you or limiting you. A lot of people just trash talk themselves every single goddamn day. And to be honest, if you have to make it a note, you have to write it down. This is why I'm saying you need to get a journal. Write down some of the things that you are saying to yourself every single day. This is going to be critical. Another one is the what if. Right. Again, this could be positive or negative. What if, what if, what if? And a lot of people, especially in the sports world, they live in that what if as if something in the past, if this happened this way, then this would have happened and I would have done this or that. And that's living in just doubt. And you're just recreating and reaffirming something that has already passed and has no value. But you're subconsciously putting that value into it. And it's terrifying. Because you hear these sports reporters, writers, beat writers, whatever you want to call these people. What if, what if, what if, what if? But it did happen. And they're not acknowledging the lesson that came with it. Now, if we look at the positive side, what if, pro if this project works? If she says yes, if he says yes, what if the world is aspiring to bring my dreams to me? What if this is the breakthrough? What if this happens? 
What if positive things happen in your life? And then again, going back to that, what if they hate me? What if she says no? What if they make fun of me? What if this doesn't turn out? What if this failure happens just like everything else just always happens and I always fail and fail and fail? I got plenty of students right now who are always using that. Oh, I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm not good because their esteem is very low. And it's crazy because I'm looking at them and I'm looking at their insecurity and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to let you, that side of you overrule you because I'm looking at a very, very extremely high score of what you are capable of. And yet you are still just saying the same thing over and over and over. And it makes me confused. But at the same time, this is the negative self-talk that people have built into themselves for a very long time. So you have to demand of yourself. Here's the number three, I must. I must do well. I must exert myself. I must lead. I must take care of my health. I must be a good parent. A good spouse, a good husband, a good wife, a good dad, whatever it may be. I must try. I must write that book. Do this podcast. Must do what? This is called psychological necessity. And a lot of people don't like it because, you know, it's obligatory, you know, but it's still your self-talk. And it's saying for you to do things, you know, and a lot of people would say, you know, you can't be perfect. Sure. But I think the world in its totality, needs to bring obligation to set standards, a standard for growth. Not everything's so soft and flexible, uncertain, because then you're just going to say, oh, I don't have to do anything. Or instead, you could say, no, I have to do these things because it's going to benefit other people. See, that obligation is okay because it leads to positive outcomes. But be careful because many people say, I must be perfect. And it leads to degradation and performance and behavior. And that's probably what I'm seeing from one of my students right now. And she just thinks, oh, I, I could do better. I could do better. I could do better. I could do better. And it's slowly degrading her on a subconscious level because she believes that there's this fairy tale of a world called perfection out there. And somehow she will achieve that. And then when she does achieve it, she will be satisfied. But then if she does ultimately end up achieving it, she's going to look back and say, oh, well, uh, okay, I've achieved this. Now what? Boom. There goes depression. Waiting right there at your doorstep saying, hello, I'm your friend. Do you want to come in? Another one is, I want to feel. What do you want to feel? Joyous, healthy, confident, capable, happier, calmer, focused, loving, careful, respected, appreciated. And most often than not, man, we don't even know what's going on in our head. We want to feel something specific. But then when you go through our lives, like as children, or we go through our lives as children right now, as adults, unaware of the feelings that we are seeking out, what are the emotions you want to hold today? The feelings you want to hold on to today. Be more deliberate. Remember, I already gave you that wonderful podcast. Big shout out to the Japanese and Taiwanese. You guys absolutely hit that one home. You loved it. I always ask myself, what is the word? What? How am I going to bring this energy? What word am I going to bring today? And how am I going to bring it? I went into that gym today, man. I did 45 power clean thrusters. I did about 140 air squats plus squats with uh, 20 pound, uh, 20 kilo dumbbells. And I did about 90 push-ups. It was a CrossFit workout, 15 minutes, absolute hell. Could barely walk down the motherfucking stairs. And I brought that energy. But the day before, I didn't bring that energy. Kind of just went straddling into my January 1st to Sunday. And I was like, ah! 
good at all. So just this is just to put you into perspective. So again, what are those feelings that you want to hold, the emotions you want to hold today? What are you seeking out? And here we go. The number, oh, here's another one. What matters most right now? See, this is how we could bring our attention to focus on the moment. If people use effectiveness, like performance edge, I've been telling a lot of my students about this. And we look at this from a different perspective. It's because they stop asking the question, going through the day and like, and total reaction and emergency mode and responded to everyone else. And they never clarified the things that they want to move forward. The three things you want to move forward this year, get done rather than the noise and the obligations and the agendas of other people. When this happens again, we zoom in on things that doesn't, that just do not matter most. And then we make something that someone said a bigger issue than it was. We focus on drama, upset, old stories and labels versus the what matters right now about this project, this person, this intention, this interaction. The next one, six, I care about this because you care about starting a podcast. You care about doing well on the project. You care about giving a very good presentation, doing this soon. Why do you care about it? This is how you make something important. Make things important that matter and remind yourself of purpose and intention. The reason I'm going to do this math assignment, for example, is because I care about knowing that this could happen. Or I care about my tutor because he's putting in so much time for me. I care about getting the coaching done because I want to improve the relationships that I'm around. I care about well, well. Okay, I care about doing well in this presentation because the outcome of impacted so many other people around me. It's going to help you get through these challenges. Again, if you're going to have a call with the team, think about the intentions you want to bring into that project. You got to be clear about a motivation, a motive, a purpose. And then, of course, your intention for this person or the interaction, whatever it may be. You want to treat them in this way. You want to speak to them in this light. These are the different things that you have to, of course, bring to mind too. And the last one, I will become. See, in your future, you're going to become something. And when you're setting goals, don't get too tactical. Don't get philosophical, okay? Who do you want to become as a human being, your character? What's important? How are you going to add value and bring service and take care of yourself and others? What's important? Who are you becoming? This is the stuff in terms of real intention, in terms of, you know, your actual character and your legacy in general. And with that being said, with these eight words, now you know exactly what you got to zoom in on this year. And thanks so much for tuning in to another podcast. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.